Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Uh, I got a brand new mic cord so everyone can hear my velvety baritone in the best quality possible yeah it sounds great brian um we'll see because there was a lot of static last week and i hope you guys appreciate the amount of editing i did because usually i do next to none and last week i had to do a lot i'm proud of you i don't think you should have to do that no this is not the type of podcast that needs or deserves a lot of editing and god bless you if you are a podcaster who makes you know perfect little faber j eggs of podcasts uh i love you and i appreciate your podcasts but this is not that i don't have the patience well i mean we have to get also we have to get this out to the people in a timely manner it's true this these are extremely topical that's one uh, i listen to obviously like like you guys know me by now, I listen to several tennis podcasts and tennis results happen every day. And it really bugs me when a podcast that's supposed to be telling me the matches of the day comes out like a full day later because they wasted time editing out stuff. I'm like, this is, this is useless now because uh, there's a whole other day of action that you haven't even covered. Absolutely. And like, (laughs) I just like watching your eyes glaze over when I start mentioning tennis. I'm used to it with every single person in my life. So it's okay. I mean, I, I mean, I understand sometimes you just like, you know, you have, um, there are two Brian's, you know, there's goop Brian and then there's pot tennis, Brian, tennis Brian. And yeah, never the twain. I think one of the people I play tennis with knows that I do a podcast, but 
Yeah, I mean, like, how do your tennis friends feel when you start talking about Jen Gunter? Oh, I mean, we haven't gotten there. Right. I, 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 d- I did mention to one person that I did a podcast about Goop, and we did exchange um, magnesium supplements. Okay. But other than that, it hasn't gone any deeper than that. People are always, like, charmed and elated when I tell them I have a podcast about Goop. Elated. Yeah. They get excited. They're like, they, they get, they get like, but I don't think that necessarily means they listen. I think they just don't believe it because I don't seem like someone who would have a podcast about Goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That True. When I talk to people too, they're like, huh? Oh, like, cool. But they, I think, I, obviously, most people have heard the word Goop and know it relates to Gwyneth Paltrow, but they don't really know much more than that. So, Oh, really? See, I feel like people that I know... Well, I don't know. Maybe people sometimes do that, but a lot of the time people want to start talking to me about goop. Oh, and do like they? are goop shoppers themselves. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, hopefully they'll um start listening because we gotta get those uh those numbers up if we're gonna <laughs> finally break through. I know after seven years. I know. We need to start getting I know, what are we gonna do? We'll figure it out. Or not. Uh, Who cares? We've yeah, been going this long. Exactly. Exactly. This will be like um, you know, Henry Darger. After we die, someone will <laughs> clean out these hard drives and realize that we've my, recorded days. The other and days. day, my mom was like, just was like, Henry Darger was a pedophile. <laughs> and I was like, no, he wasn't. She's like, yeah, I was. Well, I and mean, I was like, he probably was. He I probably never didn't thought act of it, it like that. But I, I always, guess it's, but then once she said it, I, I was like, oh, of ew, fuck him. Those yeah, I always gross. thought he was, uh, he was exploring those impulses through art rather than actually, you know, assaulting children. So I actually think he's a hero because he was a non-practicing pedophile. Um, I mean, I, the Vivian girls and stuff has always kind of given me the heebie-jeebies. As it should. Um, He was kind of like uh, people in Chicago were very interested in him because he was from Chicago. And I once went to a not very good, um, like immersive theater experience that was about him. Oh man! And um, I mean, it's weird. I don't know. But people are always like, "No, you have to understand." Like his composition was so advanced, and da da da. Yeah, people. I mean, obviously, like he is sort of the, probably one of the best known like outsider artists in history, and people that know art appreciate what he did but then he also wrote this what like 100,000 page novel about the girls that I don't think anyone but I think wasn't yeah but like wasn't that I think like the illustrations were like from that I see I think it was like mostly the it was just this long tome yeah I think it was mostly the drawings there were like a lot of drawings yeah uh, it was cre- they they did like a documentary about him years ago, um, and Dakota Fanning, while she, when she was a child, was like the narrator of the documentary. That's which like up. I guess it makes sense, like, but it also is fucked up. <laughs> I mean, now he would just be like on Reddit. Oh yeah, making like weird... there's no way in hell there's ever going to be another person like that because they have been too much of an outlet, just enough of an outlet to be totally mediocre. You know what I mean? Like now there's like de- they would find a place online to just like spew disgusting things and they would never even know they could create a world of children, fairy soldiers. <laughs> 
But now, I mean, is there going to be, this is like a big topic of conversation, I guess. Is there going to be undiscovered artists like after they die in the future or because everyone is online, it's like everyone knows what everyone does. And if it's, if it's good, the cream rises to the top. Well, I wouldn't say that. I don't know that. I think that there would be like, he'd be like on deviant art making some like fucking dragon or something. Yeah. Yeah. And with all the other freaks, I don't know that the cream would rise to the top. I mean, does the cream rise to the top in that world? I don't know. Yeah, will I'm there sure be... there are people with like better, like, I'm sure there are more talented and less talented people in those circles, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if will like art critics in the future, will they take that stuff seriously i guess i think they some already do i i mean oh, i think sure, they're yeah. i think they already did like i think there's like already like people writing about that stuff oh good for them i think they have been doing it i don't pay attention to it no there's only so much that we can pay attention to yeah uh what's been going on in your personal health journey this week anything exciting not really i mean i've kind of been not really on a personal health journey um it was Halloween. Uh, we went to, I kind of drank a little bit more than usual on Tuesday because like I said, I did go to the who at the Hollywood bowl and I usually have a lot of wine at the Hollywood bowl. Yeah. Was this one of the ones where you can bring, cause sometimes you can no. bring and then sometimes you can't, you can only do it when it's like their programming, like, um, like I guess they have like the Philharmonic or something mm. there and stuff like that, but you can't bring it when they like contract or whatever, Got which it. is like every concert um that you would ever go to. So I mean, unless you go see like the Phil, is it there? Is that what it is? Yeah. Once I went and saw because a friend of ours was in, it was like a concert version of West Side Story or something. Mm -hmm. And I guess that one was probably put on by the Hollywood Bowl itself because we brought um, Vaughn's fried chicken. and You can bring food. Good. Oh, you can always bring food. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we brought, I brought um, sushi from Whole Foods. And I also got a bag of those like tortilla chips that have soy sauce on them. I don't know what they're called. I don't know that. They're really good. They're, you would know the bag, okay. but they're like, they've been around for a long time. Hmm. You know, they're gluten-free. Tortilla like, chips with soy sauce. Yeah. Oh, I guess they're not gluten-free because they have soy sauce on them, but they're like, you know, corn chips okay. and then they're flavored with like just a little bit of soy sauce. Interesting. They're it's yeah. Um, I got one of those. But yeah, I wouldn't say that I've been on much of a personal health journey. I haven't really been cooking, but I don't feel like we've really been eating out that much either. I don't know what I've been eating. Today, I didn't eat anything. Yesterday, kind of bad. We got a pizza um, from this like Mexican um, stand, like a taco stand that like put, they were like, we went and got tacos from them. And then like, we saw that they were also made like pizzas. They had like a wood burning oven mm. and like they put their like they put like we got a carnitas pizza with like pineapple on it that sounds so good it was so good 
and then um other i don't know other stuff in better news though the equinox by my house has finally opened have i been yet no i still have a membership at bar method that is going to expire on the 14th but i should probably be like doubling up but sure. i've been kind of going just to bar method but uh, i should but i i'm trying to like get in to do like my free pilates class at equinox but the scheduling keeps being hard to do yeah but that's exciting you've been I waiting know, for really this exciting. for so long i know i've been waiting for so long but uh, there you go but then the class schedule isn't as good, but it doesn't matter because it's like, I have to do, I have to do Equinox because I, it's like, I can't get out of the contract. Yeah. And you're, you're just going to do classes. You're not just going to go like work out. Right. I mean, I might, but like, I do kind of like doing that sometimes because, you know, you just like put on headphones and you're kind of like just on your own. Yeah. But I always feel like I work out harder if I'm in a class. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I just remember, like, I haven't joined, I haven't belonged to a gym since the pandemic started. And like, I don't ever, there's very rarely that I'm like, oh, I wish I belonged to a gym. But um, when it's really hot out in the middle of the day, I would like, it would be nice to just be able to go to like an air conditioned place and like, at least just walk on a treadmill or something. <laughs> Yeah, um, that is something that I'm like thinking of trying because all of the girls on TikTok, I mean, no one talks about this really that much anymore, honestly, but for a long time, there was this thing called 10, 330. I've never really been a treadmill person. Usually if I'm doing that stuff, I go on the elliptical, elliptical yeah. Um, but they like this thing called 10, 330, which is like you do the, the incline is i don't know the either the incline i don't see i know so little about treadmills i don't even know which one it is but i think the incline is like a three and the speed is 10 or maybe the speed is three and the incline is 10 i don't totally know the, it would have to be the speed being three and the incline is 10 because if his speed is 10 is like you're going faster than you would be going way too fast oh yeah no the thing is to go like really slow yeah so it's like you do that for 30 minutes a day and they're like, this is like the best. Oh, way. yeah. Just walking uphill for sure. Yeah. Just like cardio. So I might try that, but it sounds very hard. Uh, I don't think it would be any harder than like walking to the top of the, you know, observatory or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, walking up there takes like. 30 or 40 minutes. I feel like going uphill the whole time. LA people are better at walking uphill than most people. Like when I moved here, the first time someone like invited me on a hike, I was like out of breath. I was like, I can't believe people do this. And now. Oh yeah. The first time. Yeah. By the end of my time in Los Feliz going up that observatory hike was like, you get to a point where you're just like, wait, what? I'm up here. I'm already. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, the, in the summer when it's super hot, I don't typically do many hikes during the day, but, um, this week it was so nice and cool. I actually did my, my Griffith park hike. That's like, it takes me like two hours and it was perfect, perfect weather. I felt so good. 
That's nice. Yeah. I I also, maybe I'll do, I have a consultation too that I can get with like the personal trainer guy and they'll like tell me how to use. Cause I like always forget how to use the equipment. I feel like really insecure using the equipment because it's always these like super like cut like guys Oh yeah. who are like, and I'm just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I especially go to bar at, class. at Equinox, it's intimidating. When I was just at Gold's Gym, you never really felt that intimidating. Or yeah, that but you can always go on like off hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, what have I? Oh, I've been trying to. So I this was like a couple months ago. I bought this giant um, jar of Vitamineral Green from Thrive Market, which. I learned about from God knows who some right wing esoteric health Twitter account. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I've been putting like a little teaspoon in water every once in a while, but I was like, no, I, I really need to do this every day. So I, I've, I've decided I made um, like a big batch of it, sort of like I do it with cold brew at the beginning of the week. And this will help me drink at least a, a glass of it every day. And then yeah. I add it cause it does taste truly disgusting um so i added like a bunch of freshly squeezed lemon juice and a little bit of agave syrup so it's sort of like lemonade with um seaweed in it basically yeah and uh it's part of my morning routine now i have a pint glass full of that and then a pint glass full of my cold brew and then straight to the toilet but after that yeah it's perfect well i do like that I think it's like vital greens. Yeah. I've heard that that that's like the, the like liberal millennial version of this. Yeah. I don't, maybe that's the one I use. I don't know what it is. I got it at, I think I got it at whole foods. It's like really good. It's like very fruity, but it also has like whatever greens. And it's like, because I will not eat vegetables in the morning, I yeah. sometimes like to just like have that with like a piece of toast or something. That's good. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure the vital greens taste better. This one is like straight from the seventies. Uh, and it, these, these people are like, this is the best one. Cause it has like the most weird ingredients in it, but who, who knows? Yeah. I've also been taking a, a teaspoon of black seed oil every afternoon. Oh, good. Which, uh, apparently has this antioxidant called thymoquinone in it and okay. it is uh it like supposed to lower chronic diseases slow the aging process lower cholesterol increase fat burning and be anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer so yeah again these the, actually this might be a good thing to ask um what's her face gerda you should definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna email her and ask what she thinks of black seed oil. Cause again, these are just from these like insane like health bot Illuminati like carnivore accounts. So yeah. I trust Gerda more than I do them. Yeah, me too. She's a scientist. She is. Uh let's see what's going on. Oh, did you did you read the um the the big radar online expose of Gwyneth and Brad's marriage. Wait, what? No. It was, I mean, it's not that big of an expose. It was just like a a fun little old-fashioned gossip rag story that the headline is she's pushing him over the edge. Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk hit rough patch in four-year marriage. Okay. And it says 
um people wish this was true by the way yeah i mean it's pretty i mean even for radar online this seems uh thinly sourced Mm. Gwyneth Paltrow is the top dog in her marriage to Brad Falchuk and pals are hounding the TV producer to get out from under his wife's thumb radar online has learned uh Brad used to push back when Gwyneth bossed him around or made inappropriate or cringeworthy public revelations about their sex life or her feelings for her exes an insider recently spilled but he eventually realized it was pointless uh the glee creator 51 tied the knot with Shakespeare in love winner 50 in 2018, but that didn't stop his love from reportedly pining over her old flames, including her former fiance, Brad Pitt. Oh, please. He, that was all business. Yeah. And then it says Pitt, this is like just bad reporting because it's totally untrue. Pitt popped the question to Gwyneth in December 2016, which is absolutely not true. No. I think they're confusing that for when maybe when she got engaged to Brad Falchuk. To Brad Falchuk, yeah. Because they were together in maybe like 96. But They were, yeah. It says uh, they the pair never made it down the aisle. They ended their relationship just six months after their engagement. Yeah, that yeah, was I just confused. I think that was a typo. I think that was one, yeah. Um, Gwen recently professed her love for the Fight Club hunk by gushing, I adore him. I guess yeah, that's she, what... ador- she adores his like $2,000 cashmere Cash- shirts that yeah. she sells on her website. Give me a break. The insider said Falchuk has felt like the poor version of Pitt forever, but knows he can't curb his wife's fixation on her past. Well, what man isn't the poor version? I mean, come on, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Tipsters tattled that the Hollywood power player is a weakling when it comes to Gwyneth and lets her walk all over him, even though it allegedly makes him miserable. If all the oversharing wasn't enough, he's also on house duty and expected to be at her beck and call, blabbed the source. Pals close to the duo say the wacky wellness guru and the American Horror Story mastermind who spent much of their marriage living apart recently hit a rough patch. Um, Spies snitched Paltrow promised to be less controlling. Spies snitched Paltrow promised to be less controlling and critical, but she went back on her word. According to the insider, Falchuk loves his wife dearly and respects her close relationships with their exes, including Pitt, Ben Affleck, Chris Martin. However, his friends would like to see him stop being a pushover. Gwyneth needs to wake up and appreciate what she's got before she pushes him over the edge. Also, like, I'm sorry, but like, fuck these people. Like, honestly, these people are like anti-mental health and like anti-family. Like, anyone who comes for like her thing with Chris Martin is like, actively trying to like make children's lives harder like her uncoupling whatever conscientious upcoupling or whatever it was called or conscious I don't even know what you called it but it doesn't matter that thing with Chris Martin was like such a good way to get divorced if you have kids yeah but like, it's also like it's like a public it's like the public performance of their divorce we don't really know how if or like if it's more acrimonious than that sure but like who gives a shit like this is that's like what a role model should be at least saying that they do you know what i mean and if you can't live up to it you can't but yeah that's if you have kids with someone that should be your goal to like not have and also uh demi moore and bruce willis were like that too like they're they get divorced but like they are like they never shit talk each other in the press they never like there's never stories about them like not getting along. They always like have like they there are like public stories about them doing like Christmas together and like all of this stuff. And like, that couple vacations. had so many issues. Like 
they were really tight-lipped about everything because everything seemed like they were, but you, there were definitely like stories about, well, obviously she was dating Ashton Kutcher, who was much younger. There were stories about her potential alleged like addiction issues. And then of course he was later, you know, came out as having this like horrible, um, debilitating, like mental disease. Oh, but that was like this year. That was later. Yeah. But who knows when it started? Like, yeah i don't know that but they, but, she was the one who wasn't she the one who announced it and she was like i maybe because i don't think he i mean i don't know what his like prognosis is or what he's what it's like for him now but i i sort of was under the impression that he can't really like function that much anymore yeah i don't think he really can Ugh, it's horrible i know it's sad i like bruce willis yeah i like i mean they're I like both, both of them they're both great great actors great movie stars yeah um their kids seem fine <laughs> yeah well their kids have their own like their kid, yeah um um let's yeah. see i don't know anyway i'm pro like when she does those like like whatever that story was that they did where it's like an afternoon at gwyneth's house and then it was like chris was in the other room and they're all there i yeah. was like that's good no totally and like I, is Chris is still with Dakota Johnson, right? Or I haven't heard much from yeah. them lately. So uh, well, actually, I don't know, but I think he is. Because there's been rumors for years that she's been pregnant, and then it never seems to happen. Um, but yeah, that just seems like a perfect sort of multi generational Hollywood legacy extended family. I couldn't agree more. Um, and like, like what cooler stuff? If you're Apple or Moses, like who would be like there's no one that could be a cooler stepmom than dakota yeah i wonder if she'll sell that that house that that's still my absolute favorite architectural digest like video is the dakota johnson one. Oh, i've never seen it it's just the most gorgeous like hollywood hills beautiful like for her like small it's just like a little bungalow but of course it's like 15 million dollars mm -hmm. um and then she basically says in the video because they're it's like very staged and like there's this giant like salad bowl full of limes and she just says on the video like i don't even like limes they just oh like, yeah put i've here. seen that i've seen that yeah but the house itself is just like so gorgeous um that's cool um let's see oh bon appetit had another again. oh yeah i saw you posted a thing about it but i didn't know what you were talking about the um it's like Wait, did I post? Are you posted something and you were like, this is the death of millennial cultural supremacy on our Instagram? Oh, right. But I didn't I don't know what you were talking about. It was, oh, that was different. That was something, some, I forget what that was. That was some cookbook or something that came out. I don't know what Why I posted you... online. Uh, but you don't remember? I can look. The, no, th this one that I want to talk about was the Bon Appetit. Uh, it was like a profile of that water brand liquid death that... oh i've got to i've got to be honest with you okay i like liquid death a lot i haven't tried i need now now, now i need to try it because it's i also like they have um first of all they have flavored waters that actually have a little bit of stevia in them which is nice okay, okay. i know it's more virtuous i guess to just go for a full lacroix or something but Look, it's nice. They have a mango one. They have like some other one. I get the mango one like all the time from my 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'm going to get some. And then 
even just like their regular canned waters. This also might be disgusting, but like the carbon, it has like a net, like a softer carbonation. And so it's like easier to drink. Cause sometimes I think if like there are too many, like little hard bubbles, it like hurts my mouth, but I like, a like, it's like a gentle, it's gentle carbonation. All right. Well, I'm going to try it. Cause I, I've been, you know, just like the millennial I am, I've been obsessed with LaCroix and uh, Waterloo and all those ones, but yeah, it's hard. Yeah. The, and, and so in like a tall boy can and it's like totally. kind of yeah embarrassing but I do like it but I guess it's like if you're not in I could see in the bar I mean everyone knows what it is obviously now but like in a bar situation it's like a little bit less conspicuous because it sort of seems like you might be drinking a beer if you don't look yeah, too hard at I it I think it's like for like alcoholics yeah and um and then of course so this Bon Appetit article was like you know Lacroix is dead long live liquid death this is like the new Gen Z oh, um, well it's for it's the most like millennial shit I've ever seen it's not Gen I mean maybe maybe I'm wrong but like well I feel a, like naming a water brand liquid death is so millennial and like it's so like brandy and like so um like it's so like on the nose and cutesy and like this is like it's it feels like something that was conceived as a brand first and a product later like sure. which to me is like the definition of millennial but i don't know but i think i got yeah i totally see what you mean and i agree that like that it, the branding is very uh or like the idea of the branding is millennial but the the aesthetics of it i guess what they're saying is like instead of the sort of aspirational, like brightly colored LaCroix, this is, and this is a quote from cultural critic Taylor Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> she says, um, liquid death is kind of nihilist in a way that appeals to Gen Z. A slogan like murder your thirst taps into Gen Z's surreal Dadaist meme humor. Okay. So, I mean, take what you will from Taylor Lawrence. Uh, did you see that art or that interview where she pretended not to know who the Red Scare Girls were? Uh, no. That was funny. <laughs> or she knew who they were. She was like someone, I guess she was doing like an AMA or something on TikTok and someone asked her about them and she was just like, oh, do they still do their podcast? That's so weird. Like I haven't heard anything about them since like 2019. Crazy. Wasn't that one I, girl on succession? I also sort of feel like that's like another annoying thing. Like I think millennial culture has changed, especially since the pandemic. And I feel like that sort of more like desperate or like that, like nihilism, I think is like very millennial. Mm. Um, like the red scare girls are millennials. They're not Gen yes, Z. That's true. Um, and I feel like they're kind of like leading culture in a some way, <laughs> or like they have in the past, I think they maybe not anymore as much, but like, um, I feel like anything that happened after like 2015, people are like, this is a Gen Z thing, but it's like, not really. Yeah. It's not, it's not the generation. It's, like, it's just like the, the, the time, the time the period. Time. Yeah. It's because like there's stuff that happened when millennials were like in our twenties and then now things are happening when millennials are like in our thirties, but it's like, and some millennials are even in their 40s and some millennials are in their <laughs> 40s um but like, just me and beyonce yeah and brian and brian that's true although he swears to god that he's gen x and i'm uh, like you're not no he's 1981 right yeah 
Yeah. So he's, I think 1980, you can definitely like go either way, but 1981 is like clear. Like I always say, Connor Oberst is the youngest Gen X and Christina Aguilera is the oldest millennial. That's the dividing line. That's the cutoff. Anyway. um, Yeah. I think millennials get a bad rap. Well, Sure. I mean, we're, we were, yeah, whatever. Uh, we were a big generation. We were annoying. We're not, de- we're still like, we're not, we're, we are still that same. First of all, <laughs> generation is a marketing term and it's fake anyway, but then like everything bad, they're like, that's millennial stuff and everything good. They're like, that's Gen X stuff, but, or Gen Z stuff, but like, are, isn't Gen Z still like 22? Yeah, I think it's like you have to be born after 2000 or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just... uh, Like, they're not doing that stuff yet. They're still too young. Everything that people are like, that's Gen X or Gen Z, whatever it is, everything that they're saying is like actually millennial. Hot take. It's not. It's just a reality. Like, who? How old was the person who created Liquid Death? Maybe they were Gen Z. No, I mean that—that's the thing. Is like all of these creators are obviously either millennial or Gen X or maybe even boomers. And who's buying it? I just don't. Yeah. Are are there? Yeah. Are teenagers really buying carbonated water? That's true. They're not like this. Now this is cool. (laughs) They're not doing that. Yeah, I I agree. Like it's for like, um, it's for millennials who are sick of drinking LaCroix at parties and like want a different thing and are yeah trend chasing because we if one gen I mean our generation does seem to like chase trends and like want to remain relevant longer but maybe that's did like I guess boomers like were trying to still be cool into their 40s I have no idea actually um I don't know. I like, I think that millennials, I, I I don't know. I feel like millennials are very like, I don't know. I, I feel like millennials do have sort of like an inferiority complex. So they mm-hmm. are like, we've always felt in the shadow of Gen X and then Gen Z and we're like, oh, they're the ones who are really cool. And we never really got to be cool. Um, But I still think that millennials are like, they are still running the sh- like the show a little bit like culturally culturally like, I, sure and um and like there's so much fixation on like youth right now especially because um on like tiktok or mm. like other like social media platforms like people who are 22 can be like ew everyone who's older than like if you're 27 you're old or whatever which is something that everybody thinks when they're 22 yeah yeah but millennials just like hear that and have like a panic attack because it's like uncomfortable to all of a sudden not be the young generation anymore we're like the middle generation yeah and that's and that i mean every generation i'm sure deals with that uh but i don't think that millennials are like I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think we're like chasing youth as much as, um, like younger people think that we are. I think we're like kind of our Achilles heel is we're obsessed with nostalgia and like our Mm. literal childhoods. Um, cause so many of our childhoods were 
I mean, I don't want to generalize, but like so many of our childhoods were like idyllic in a way that like people just assumed society was just going to keep getting better and better. And now, yeah, you know, we're like entering, even- we're entering middle age and like, none of us can buy houses. Like none of us have stable jobs. And it's, it, 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 yeah. And like, even if it wasn't actually idyllic, like even if your childhood was like, whatever, like it was just like, it was before nine 11, it was before yeah. obviously like the pandemic, the recession, like so many bad things happened when we were like teenagers and like column, like school shooting started, like all of these things that happen now were not common when we were like in elementary school. And yeah. so just, I, I feel like that's part of why, like we glamorize it. For sure. For sure. Uh, and also like with the way like art is and like pop well popular art popular culture at least uh people's childhoods nostalgia get indulged so much more than they used to with like all of sort of mainstream art especially cinema is just like geared towards that nostalgia so like if you don't want to grow up or you don't want to like get more sophisticated in your tastes you don't you definitely don't have to and you're actually like sort of punished and shunned for it if you do you're definitely encouraged not to well I don't know because sometimes I think that's true and other times I think we have like more access to that stuff than ever before I really have no idea we have access it's just like um I don't know the people and again it's like the people I see who have become really successful like quote-unquote like cultural critics are mostly just like mostly just like YouTube people and like social media people that just talk about fucking marvel and like comic book movies and it's like you get at least you get like financially compensated for if that is your interest whether rather than if your interest is like a little niche subject like goop or like art (laughs) movies or like something a little more sophisticated you don't get there are like people who like would have like contrapoints is like a youtube personality who is someone who would have had who's basically just like a philosopher like yeah. i'm obsessed with contrapoints like i haven't like, she's the one i know that had hillary she was on hillary clinton's show and like everyone got mad at her uh i don't know about that but she's like she, i maybe but she's like a youtube like she was like a philosophy she was like getting her phd and like dropped out and just okay. started making youtube videos and the videos are always about like these very like online topics like cringe like there's like a whole one that's just about cringe or about like I don't know I can't think of it envy like talk like stuff like this like things that are like very culturally relevant but like she does these like philosophical deep dives into them but she's also she like lives in Baltimore she does these like huge elaborate like um like sets for all of her videos and like wears these like amazing costumes and she like plays these different characters to have like conversations with her like philosophical conversations with herself Mm. like there's no way that anything like that would have ever existed in another time so like there's good stuff yeah yeah you know what i mean like you can get really into weird stuff um that is kind of mainstream online and find and find like a community that's true like that if you're like you know the only person in your town that's into that stuff but then you're finding a community yeah no totally totally and what i mean it is you can no matter what your interests are 
you can find whether it's a YouTube show or a podcast or whatever, like you can go really deep into your interests in a way that maybe you couldn't have in previous generations. Yeah. Um, any other topics of conversation before we move along to the uh, newsletter and the gift guide? Not for me. Um, not for me either. Well then. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Dun, 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 dun. Let's talk about the gift guide. 
in the newsletters. Okay. What was your best of the week? My best of the week from, oh, I have to close this hateful radar online article. Oh, sorry. Um, my best of the week from the gift guides were the ones that I want to get or like have gotten. So there are two things. Number one is the Star Wars archive book. This kind of relates to the conversation we just had from Toshin. I already bought this for Brian like many years ago. Um, because, you know, I try to like elevate the conversation around here and like, sure. and, like you can have the Toshin Star Wars book. That's why I was thinking of getting John, John, those, um, there was like on the gift guide, there were these like individualized Legos that you could buy. They're like $25 each. Oh, maybe and I was like, oh, th- that. this can make, this can make, we're, 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 we're trying to get our partners to like, or pretend that they have sophisticated tastes or we're oh trying to God. convince ourselves that everything it's sophisticated right we have in our office like a giant like millennium falcon made out of legos that brian made and i like want to like i literally want to destroy it just let him i I gave john a um a limited edition darth vader lego thing and it's proudly um on our bookshelf and i don't have any violent feelings towards it so it's just like It's just, it never stops. There's just so much. I can't actually, if I talk about it, I'll start getting mad and it'll ruin. It'll like, honestly, we'll have a fight later. So like, I can't talk about it. There's so much game, board games, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star This, Star That. So much. But Brian does have pretty good taste. Like Brian all has another side. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, of course. You you wouldn't be with him if he was only into that stuff. Yeah. And John does too. Of course, yeah. Um, but I just the 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 dark side. Yeah. It's like if I if I was just into like Bravo shows and that was like my only interest. (laughs) Yeah. Would be pathetic. But it can be, you know, one of many interests. Exactly. Um But it's too much. But there's also, sorry, there was one. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Was there. there was also a little Gucci dog collar. Oh, I saw that. That's like $300. It, I'm not sure which one it was on. Probably, I, I don't know if there's like a pets one or it might be like ridiculous, but awesome because it's kind of stupid to buy your dog that. And I won't be buying him that, but I really want to. Like he deserves it. Mm. He'd look great in it. He would. He can wear anything though, baby. He can. He looks really good in red. And you um, know, heroin chic is back, according to the New York Times. So I know, but he's too, he's 12 pounds. Yeah, so it's perfect. He's never gonna be. No, that's oh, is that big for his... Yeah, he's curvy. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's like he's it 12 pounds seems because I feel like dahlia no i don't think dahlia is 12 i think she's like in double digits now which is not good uh, yeah well he when we first got him i think he was like 10 yeah. so i mean i don't know it's healthy he's like um crackers is heavy because well crackers is super big boned but he's um i think crackers might be bigger than bb probably yeah because i think crackers is like 14 oh wow yeah he's... yeah he's he, he he is not he 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 wears it well um Oh yeah, Crackers is great looking for sure. Yeah. But oh yeah, here it is. It's on the three hundred and forty five dollars. He would just look so cool for a Gucci collar. Deserves eh, after pet. Who cares? Or look, I could also get him these like weird things you put on your dog's forehead, like a bindi, like Gwen Stefani. Well, the, this dog has it on its forehead, but 
It's a hair color kit. So you can like dye your dog. Oh, that always, I always get sad. I feel like that's like dog abuse. I mean, I just don't think Vivo wants to look like this. I think he wants the Gucci call. He's like more sophisticated. He yeah. Want to wear it. yeah. When people dye their dogs, it's like, it reminds me of like Paris Hilton or something. It just, it never looks very good. No. Um, all right. Well, I have one, one best from the gift guide and then I'll do one quick newsletter best as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought, so this was on the lover's guide, which of course, 90% of them are like various like vibrators and dildos and stuff, yeah. but there was this, which I think is sophisticated, sexy, and not at all vulgar. I'm scared. This is going to be the thing that was my worst. Oh, it might be actually it's, um, it's a framed portrait of your lover's eye. For That's not what I was going to make. <laughs> I like this. This is for $300. This artist named Susanna Carson, um, she will paint a picture of your, just the eye of your lover and frame it for you and give you the painting. And it's, um, apparently it's based on, I guess it would have been the Baroque era, 1780 to 1830. I don't know what era that is, but um, that was like a, a tradition at that time was to to paint, was to like give each other your lover's eye paintings. So this is an updating of that. Um, and then you, I guess, email her a photo and give her money and then she will paint a picture and then you will obviously own the picture, but she will also own the um intellectual property rights to your lover's eye so be careful you don't get this frame with it the frame isn't the best part oh the frame's extra no i'm i'm asking I've, uh, it says just decide roughly what size frame you'd like extra small so it's up to six inches is three hundred dollars so i think that counts yeah so the small is three hundred dollars and then the largest one which is a 12 by 16 is 800 so Oh, it says some very nice frames will come with a surcharge. This is, I'll get back to you with photos of available frames and you select the one you mm. like the best. That's cool. Yeah, I would get it of my eye and give it to Brian. Oh, that's smart. But yeah. Um, But I thought that would be a nice alternative to like a sex toy. Sure. Uh, and then the other best, again, I know this is just going to be my best every week now is Gwyneth's little opening salvos from the I know, Thursday that newsletter. Was my, that was like also going to be one of mine too, the Paris. It's just, just effortlessly chic and jealousy inducing. And I'm just like, okay, well, if I'm lucky enough to go to Paris again, literally this is what I'm going to do that day because that's what Gwyneth did. So she had a brief layover in Paris or I guess extended like a day after she went to Italy. And so she just says like what she did. So she went to Josephine Chez Dumenet, which is a restaurant that her family has been eating at for decades. She went to this hip bagel spot called Bagel Stein, which seems a little anti-Semitic. Um, uh, Anti-Semitism in Paris? I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> Uh, then she went to the Pompidou. Cool. I've been there. And then she went to this like falafel place, which I actually think I've been there as well. It's like La du Falafel in the Marais. And then she says dinner night two. dinner night two. what? Oh, dinner like, night, night two. two. Oh, she was there for two nights. Was at Shang Palace. Um, so delicious. So that's what I'm going to do. All those yeah, spots. That's exactly what I'm going to do too. Oh, and then she also went to the um the like giant flea market on the north side of Paris, 
but she had like, cause I went there last time I was there and it was so overwhelming and it was cool, but it was like, there's literally hundreds of stands. It's a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of junk, like, it's like a real flea market. It's not like a touristy flea market. It's like for people that live there. So it's a lot of it is just, it's like going to, I don't know if you live in Brooklyn, like Fulton street mall or whatever, I'm sure there's, or like the, the garment district in LA. It's like, it's just like for locals, but she, uh, she had a guide that like led her to the cool vintage spots. Oh, that's good. Um, because it was fun going there, but it was so like, I didn't get anything cause it was just so overwhelming and I had no idea where to go. And it was just like, mostly like people hawking, like, you know, fake watches and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there was cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was Gwyneth's little sojourn in the city of lights. That's so cool. I fucking want to go to France. I don't know if I want to go to Paris. I want actually I do. I kind of want a second. I want to go to Paris again. Yeah, I do want to go. If I go to France again, I definitely want to spend some time outside of Paris too. Cause um it I've I've been to like Nice and stuff, but I've never been like you went to the like wine country and stuff. I've never done that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had I definitely preferred that over Paris, but yeah. I also, I had like, I think I had like a day and a half in Paris by myself and, um, I left Paris. I like took little day trips both days. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. It's also hard. Like when I first was, when I first got there, I like didn't know what to do. And I went to like tourist trap places. And then like when my mom got there, she was like knew more stuff. And like, we went to, yeah. But um, I definitely, if I ever go to Paris again, would like definitely do more like research because I was just like, I don't know, just like walk around and see what's up. Yeah, it's like, I mean, like any big city doing a little bit of research goes a long way. Sure. Um, but now, I mean, you don't need, you just literally need to just look Google at these, it. these goop, these Gwyneth recommendations and that's going to be all the rec- recommendations you ever need for Paris. Of course. She should write. She should just write a like a full guidebook to Paris. Oh God. Or just like, well. That's what Goop should do is like be like a the cool like upscale version of like Rick Steves and just like do a series of guidebooks. What if she had like a Stanley Tucci style like TV show, Um, like where she's just like traveling? Maybe she will after the kids are out of that. Like that seems like something you would do as like an empty nester. You know, that's sexism. Like oh she's yeah you're so right you're absolutely right from, like stanley tucci like you know what i mean i mean i guess he's like actually like italian so he's like this is like it has more like meaning to him maybe but you can be like a sophisticated like man of the world and people just think you're cool but if a woman is doing it they're like she's this like spoiled asshole uh yeah i mean I, I can't think of it's true because there hasn't been I mean like I always think Anthony Bourdain is obviously like the the king of that stuff but there's not really an equivalent woman that has held that place of like the sort of concierge to the world right unless you're just like Rachel Ray of like like $40 a day yeah you could do that or you could be like eat pray love and be like I needed this mm-hmm. or I was gonna kill myself yeah. so I like had to go to Italy you know but that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anyone 
did revive the Anthony Bourdain show, Gwyneth would be the perfect host. <laughs> yeah. But that will never happen. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, no reservations. No, or what uh what was the other one he did? No, there's no reservations. And, and then I can't remember. Oh fuck, I forget. This one on CNN. They were basically the same show. No, but no reservations was was that the first one or the second one? I think that was the first one. That was the one on the travel channel. No reservation. I get them confused. Brian and I were talking about him last night. We it's both so agreed good. that 30 minutes was enough. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. 30 minutes was enough of what? I think no reservations was a 30 minute one. Oh, and then like, the other oh, one was an hour. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I got it. Uh, all right. What was your worst? Um, I just like, why is this uni on the lover's guide? <sighs> is it? I just like, I mean, I'm not, I'm really trying to be more open-minded about the sex toys and stuff. Like, I think I've been, I don't want to seem like immature, juvenile or closed off. And like, I don't want to be like, for me, it's just like the sex stuff has always just felt like if you're just like, I look at Goop to me as like a shopping website primarily. And I'm shopping for skincare clothes, basically those two things, sometimes home goods. Like that's what I like to buy from Goop. And when I'm just like, I want to buy some perfume or I want to get a fucking, you know, lip tint kit or something. And then they're like, oh, like, fuck yourself raw with this dildo. I feel violated. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not where it's not. I don't want it's too much. Like it's all it's like it's a boundary issue for me. You know what I mean? And I always am like kind of taken out of it when all of a sudden they start talking about this stuff. But I understand, I mean, okay, like Goop has told me this is what we're doing and you can't do anything about it. So I just know now that this is part of the shopping experience. And like, maybe that's the goal to like break down those boundaries and to make me more comfortable. Like, yeah, like I can buy a lip gloss and I can buy like fuzzy handcuffs from the same website and they're both like fancy and chic and they're both like equally important to my well-being even though like I tend to prioritize spending money on things that are like I'm gonna wear out Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of stuff that will be like seen by like one person yeah but maybe that's maybe I should change the way I look at that stuff I mean it's obviously very lucrative for them because they you know, when they sort of abandon their products after they don't sell well. And with the uh, sex toys, they're just making more and more and more of them. Yes. But the uni, uni, first of all, like I'm another immature thing about me is like, I have never tasted uni and I never will. Like, oh, I, I, I know uh, that's not cool. I should eat it. It, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to admit, like, I don't think it looks good and I don't want it. I, I, I know I don't like crave uni, like whatever, but like if it's on a tasting menu or whatever, and I'm, I'll, I'll have it. And it's, it's lovely. It's like, um, a very, you know, I, I understand, especially for straight people or for probably for lesbians too. It's probably very reminiscent of a feminine scent and taste. I don't know firsthand, but I guess that's the idea of it. Um, it tastes like a vagina. I think it's like it's that sort of saline sea water. It's sort of like oyster. I, I 
it's like, uh, I, don't I don't think an oyster. I mean, I think the thing about an oyster is like, it kind of looks like that. If looks, you like look close yeah, and it is supposed to be an aphrodisiac, although I'm sure that's not true. I think that's probably similar to uni. Like, I don't, I don't think it's like, Oh, like someone's like, Oh, I'm eating this and it, you know, tastes like a vagina, but I think it's, it's the so, sort of the whole, it just like reminds you. Remi- of yeah. It's like that reminiscent of, of the sensual pleasures. Um, but like, I would never, I don't know, whenever there's like, you know, add uni to something for 50 bucks or 20 never. bucks or whatever, never, never, never. And especially like you're getting it in the mail. Like that just is so unsexy. I just don't, th- I don't, I mean, I don't mean to be so harsh because I'm constantly criticizing their like sex content, but I do. Cause they also have oysters on here too. Yeah. Go to a seafood market and like, just like you don't to, you don't yeah. need to go to goop. But I do really like this oyster platter. It's really pretty. It's cute, yeah. But oyster- then again, like this to me is not like a sex thing. That's like a home goods thing. But I think it's. I mean, I don't think all the lover stuff is necessarily sex. It's just like stuff. No, the eye portraits yeah, the eye, on yeah. it. Yeah, a just- sex a sexy perfume is on it. And like, oh, if you did give someone i mean i guess you could give like the seafood lover in your life the uni and they would appreciate it but it does seem for like a food gift it's like pretty i mean first of all it's expensive but it's also like more intimate than like getting a fruit basket so i see i see why it's on the lovers list oh they also have those cookies on here too though oh the ones that she got her stepson yeah ew stepson and then whatever let's not psychoanalyze that oh yeah heard those weird sex cookies god are they sex cookies well they were the, the i don't know the the names were all sort of dirty and then the packaging looks like condom packets and i don't know if that's just a coincidence it looked they they all don't didn't they look like condom packets they're like clear they're yeah like they're like in like square it's like round cookies in a square like plasticine package oh, i guess like those like cheap condoms that they like give out at like universities. Yeah. Um, or like yeah. you buy at a bodega. To me, it looks like, um, like, um, oh God, I don't know, but it looks like something that like a, some kind of like makeup would come in to me mm. because it has that, like, it has that sort of like waxy, like, not totally see-through cover yeah it doesn't they that does not make me think of condoms the cookie package okay so maybe that was just in my head yeah but i mean to be honest i haven't really seen a condom in a long time (laughs) yeah me neither to be honest (laughs) so i don't really know but uh it didn't make me think of that Oh, wait, this is unrelated, but here, here's what I was saying earlier on Instagram when I said this is the end of like food writing was this new food book edited by Zosha Mamet called My First Popsicle, Okay. an anthology of food and feelings. Okay. And I was just like, ugh, like this is, this is the end of something. I, I also, I think I was a little bit struck by the death of Julie Powell, which was like, it hit me in a weird Me too. Way. Me too, because I wasn't like a super Julie Powell head. And I like, 
I always thought she was a little bit annoying, but she just felt, um, I don't know. She was so representative of like that era of like internet culture and like blog culture. Like early blog culture. Yeah. And I do, I, I do think, I mean, I never like did anything like she did, like go through an entire cookbook and cook every recipe, but I always, um, I always like respected her project and I felt like she it's, it's more complicated than it seems. And like more, it's like a more interesting project than it might seem on first glance. Yeah. Uh, And and I feel like she was like very disrespected by like Nora Ephron and like, and Julia Julia Child Child and the movie. But the movie was, I thought, very like, yeah, unkind to her. And then, and everyone, I guess that's partly Nora Ephron's fault, but like the everyone who even likes that movie is like, oh, I love the Julia parts, but the Julia, like I could just skip the Julia parts. And I, yeah, I just sort of felt that that was unfair both to her and to like Amy Adams's performance. And I the- also, I mean, I do think in reality, like not, I, I think it's unfair to her, but also like, I do think that the Julia Child like biopic elements of it are just like, I mean, I do just sort of think that's like more interesting. Like yeah. Julia Child's life story is more interesting. Obviously. Than this other woman's and life. Nora Ephron was obviously more interested. Like if it was up to her, she probably would have just done a Julia Child biopic. It just so happened that that book was so popular at the time that that's probably how they got the movie made. But yeah. And it was just like the way it was shot, like the Amy Adams parts, I feel like they're all like dark and she's like, looks like frumpy and she's yeah. just sort of like sitting there blogging. And then um, or like kind of being and like doing these like un I don't remember, but she was just like not portrayed well. Like the way she's written, it's like she's like a idiot. Yeah. Um and, and it just was one of those, it was sort of sort of sad. I mean, not sad because she had like a great success, more than most of us could say, but like that the fact that she never really had like a, a follow-up or she never like she never she didn't like continue in the cultural conversation in the same way. Yeah. It's sort of um sort of said and then just the fact that she had just had covid and like all these like young people are you know dying of like a heart attack and it's like then it becomes like oh my god this is because of covid and then other people are like no this is because of the vaccine and the whole thing is just like gross speculating and it honestly might be because she like ate every single thing in the julia child (laughs) oh i mean i I don't think she was still doing that 20 years later i don't know well then her second book was about um butchering yeah so she was a red meat eater okay see you're doing what everyone else is doing now speculating about this poor woman's death well you started speculating no i was saying what other people were saying i don't i mean she could have had a congenital heart yeah like who knows who knows Uh, I mean, she could, yeah, she could have also been like a cocaine addict again. Like, it's like, no one knows. Yeah. I, whenever someone dies, I'm like, oh, unless they're like anyone under 70 dies, I'm like, oh, they were on drugs yeah, always, even though they're probably not. I just need to tell myself that because I'm so afraid of just like healing <laughs> exactly. No dying. Exactly. But anyway, so that, that, ver- and also like Gail Green died too the same week. And that was like, no one even talked about that because of the um, Julie Powell thing. And um, yeah, she I was feel- like a, a seminal food writer um yeah and she and her last years of her life were sad because i would follow her on twitter and she was just like this older woman who was selling to in order to stay in her house she just had to like sell everything so all of her tweets were just like her etsy store really like, yeah selling like old hats and like purses and stuff and then i had but to she unfollow was a lot older than she was in her 80s yeah yeah but it the whole thing i was just like oh my god this is so sad and like none of us are gonna have any savings and we're all gonna have to do this no, I think it'll be all right for us. 
All right. Knock on wood. I mean, I feel like we, our generation still has time to like save money. And I feel like, yeah, I better start now. Well, yeah, me too. Except for I, I'm not really bringing it in and up. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Uh, oh, that was a, a tangent. Um, no, I mean, I thought I meant to talk about that on here, yeah. but I forgot. But yeah, no, I was like really disturbed by it. Also, she just like that like very early blog culture is so like I don't know, just like cheerful mm-hmm. and. Um, and optimistic about the future of, of our lives, the future of the internet. Like how many, like, yeah, it is. Also um, just for the record, she was definitely not a millennial. No, she was full on Gen X. She was, I think 40, 49. So straight in the, the middle of Gen X. Yeah. But she, yeah, she was Gen X, but I feel like she, I guess the previous generation always sort of invents the early sort of aesthetics for the following generation. Because that early blog culture does feel to me more millennial than it does Gen X, even though most yeah, of the it's people, not. it's not. Yeah. And just like now the Liquid like death. millennial culture, people are like that's Gen yeah. Z, but it's not. See? True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, all right. My worst. This will be quick. I'm going to say I'm going to time myself. 10 seconds. Thanks. $86 pickleball paddle. No, thank you. Oh, the yeah. slogan is great minds dink alike. Give me a break. Kill yourselves. End of rant. Thank you. I know. I saw. I know that the pickleball thing is still really upsetting to everybody. It if it makes you feel better, I still, even though you explained it to me last week, I don't remember what it is and I will never play it. So yeah, no, I won't play it. I mean, well, his, the, I, if I become like paralyzed, I guess I'll play it. But the only reason I know what pickleball is is because of like, I get like tennis people in my feed because of you liking it. Oh no. Oh, do you? Oh, because I like, I like tennis people. Then you, now you're getting it. In your and feed. then sometimes I get like Fuck this fucking thing. Or like I saw like Stephen Colbert was on a, t- on a pickleball magazine. Yep. They're doing a celebrity pickleball tournament. Bad it feels news. like very like, um, James Corden. Oh, I'm sure he has a pickleball. Uh, I actually, really do think he has a pickleball uh court in his backyard because hmm. that's um never mind i was gonna say something mean mm. i will not um what was your craziest or your saddest oh i was um mine is not from the list mine is from i posted about it and i don't feel i like we need to talk about it like jen gunter posted Jen adjacent's hands. Oh yes. Allegedly. So this was like last week she posted this picture of like she's like, "Oh, I was cooking and Jen adjacent asked what what uh he could do to help and I was like, just sit there and look pretty, honey." And then she like posts Jen adjacent's hands and he's like playing with cards. And I was like, those are women's hands. Okay. So I like, those are not man's hands. And I, of course, like men come in all shapes and sizes. Who knows? I, I, I'm obviously, I don't have a lot to go on because I don't know who Dr. Jenna Jason is. And I've never had confirmation that he's real. So I'm just asking questions. 
Um, As you should, especially in this new era of Twitter, we're all allowed to just ask whatever questions we want, which is beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm like, these hands, these are Dr. Jen's hands. And I was like, okay, does Dr. Jen paint her nails? Because it's like, it looks like the hands of an older woman, not older, like late middle age yeah. woman. And there were some finger. I mean, some men let their fingernails grow out, but it, buffed. That- they looked manic, like a yeah. no polish manicure. Yeah, they're yeah. like buffed. They're they've got some length. These like long, delicate fingers. Well, he is a magician. Just playing devil's advocate, his hands are his livelihood is he a magician by is that his job no i I think it's a hobby i think i don't know what he is (laughs) i think he's a figment of her imagination is what he is but um so he's like posting these hands so then i was like i have to see what dr jen's hands i'm like okay dr jen does not wear nail polish she keeps her nails exactly the same as jenna jason Mm -hmm. they're like buffed filed round short for a woman and um no polish no well she can't well, yeah she can't have fan- she has to grab those babies out so she could wear nail polish she could wear nail polish well is it toxic they <laughs> wear gloves just, yeah wear gloves yeah i think she was wearing she's probably wearing gloves anyway but yeah. she hasn't del- she hasn't delivered a baby in a decade she, who are we kidding this woman is yeah she is not you cannot make an appointment and go to her as your doctor she's i like, doubt She's too busy doing, she's on Twitter all day. Yeah. And oh my God, this week, her crisis of conscience versus her quest for fame is so funny to watch in real time. Just like frantically replying to Elon Musk being like, it's not fair that like anyone can just pay for a verification. Like you don't even have to give proof of your identity. Like anyone, and this isn't verification. This is a subscription but she's, she's still going to do it. Oh yeah. She's the only person who I've ever seen say like, yeah, I would pay for this. Yeah. She's honest. But I, um, I wasn't really, to be honest, uh, following the conversation. I don't really care what happens to it. If like they, I don't care. One no, or I, the I other, don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I understand like some people like need it. Okay. Look, all I'm saying is these, it was her hands. Okay. I think it was her hands. I mean, it, it was on our Instagram. Uh, everyone can be their own judge. I... And then he later replied and was like, well, I made us an appetizer. And the appetizer is this like terrifying plate of just like smoked salmon, which I think might be on some crackers. You can like barely <laughs> see these little like crackers poking through. To me, that's not a good snack. And then here's another, this to me is like the part in, in like in Inception or like in Shutter Island or something where like Leonardo DiCaprio was like putting it together because they're both drinking out of, he made these cocktails and they're in these glasses with initials on them. And both of them have a G. So not a J, but a G. Interesting. Same initial. And I feel like, you know, you snap out of, your like psychosis and you like look in your hand and you see like it has her initial on it and you're like what and then you're like i am her i've been making him up the whole time god this would be like greatest remake of um fight club i know i mean you guys 
I, these, it's a fucking her, Brian. It's her. I agree. I mean, it looks, I, I'm just under the assumption now that he's fake and um, this is just part of her personality and it's just another quirky aspect of her personality. She, you know, she hates Gwyneth Paltrow. She hates Elon Musk. She loves menopause and she has a fake boyfriend. And she doesn't hate Elon Musk that bad as she doesn't hate him as much as she wishes she did. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he owns Twitter and like, he's her it. boss basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, oh so that was my craziest. And I really wish that like, I really wish that more people would have gotten on that and like mm. said something because I, I thought for sure people were going to be weighing in. Maybe I should have posted a quiz or a poll, but yeah. I mean, we could know. take this public, but I don't want to. I just wanted to like get the word out, you know, that this was happening and. And again, we'll give our customary plea. Any of our listeners who are in the Bay area who come across Gunter in the wild. Um, Wait, shit. Hang on. I just let us, it. let us know what's going on. Brian, look, Wait, let me see. Can you see that's her, that's her hand. That's her hand, yeah. That's her hand. Yes. And then you just saw the other one that was supposed to be his hand. Yeah, they look, I mean. They don't look, I mean, if I had to pick, I mean, my hands don't look like Brian's hands. No. I don't know. Maybe, again, as you get older, your hands start looking the same as your partner's. I think hands are the one thing that doesn't change. They don't. I mean, they uh, get wrinkly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I agree. I think, and I think most of our listeners agree too. So, I mean, that would be that would be the craziest thing ever, and it's still uh, not proven otherwise. Um. Okay. Oh, this is a good old-fashioned medical, um, speculative but promising goop article that I thought was a little crazy. It was about um, SIBO, which... I think SIBO is fake. So, so do other people who don't believe women. <laughs> okay. So SIBO, what is it? Yeah, because I also sort of think I have it. I think both. Yeah. Um, okay. So this article is called how to eat low ferment, a low fermentation diet is low fermentation eating the answer to SIBO. So this hypothesis and emerging research, uh, why will not it tell me what SIBO stands for? Fucking article. There's a, I, I used to know. Oh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So no. you get, um, you have too much bacteria in your intestine. You have bloating, you have abdominal pain you have gas you have diarrhea um you can also have brain fog duh and so in general most conventional allopathic doctors will just diagnose you with ibs but supposedly these are very different conditions and um so we have this uh lovely lady <laughs> what is it her name is Christina Hauser. She is a doctor. Unclear. She's someone. She's a cookbook author. I don't know what she is or who she is, but she has SIBO and she has surmised that the best thing to do 
so what happened to her, sorry, I'm not explaining this very well. She had SIBO so bad. They had to give her a liquid diet for three weeks and like not even liquid. Like they had to give her like an IV diet to clean out all of her intestinal bacterial growth. And she said it was like horrible for three weeks, but then it, it actually got rid of everything. And then the reset, she put herself on a low fermentation diet, which is actually quite different than most of the diets that Goop talks about. It's basically all the things that you aren't supposed to eat on other diets. They actually want you to eat on this one. Like what? Uh, so the first rule of low fermentation eating is refined carbohydrates. You're supposed to eat bagels, white or wheat bread, but not multigrain or whole wheat, pasta, egg noodles, polenta, quinoa, white rice, and tortillas. Um, you're supposed to eat meat and eggs. Avoid legumes and soy-based meat alternatives, including tempeh and tofu. Um, you're supposed to eat non-cruciferous vegetables. So arugula, kale, spinach, avocado, beets, corn, basically everything besides like broccoli and cauliflower, I guess. Okay. Um, fresh fruit. Some is good. Apricots, berries, melon, cherries, citrus, kiwi, mango, peaches, nectarines, persimmons, papaya, plums, and pomegranate. Avoid apples, bananas, dates, pears, and figs, and dried fruit. Um, you're supposed to mostly stick to alt milks, or you can do low lactose dairy. So like ghee, lactose-free milk, cottage cheese is fine, small amounts of butter. With cheese, do like Parmesan or aged cheddar, but you don't want to do like soft cheeses. Um, nuts and seeds are fine, but you're not supposed to do chia or flax. And you can drink coffee, alcohol, seltzer, teas, broth, but don't do soda or anything with high fructose corn syrup. Sounds reasonable. To sounds me. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty chill diet. So wait, I have two questions. One, why do you think you have it? And two, why do you think it's fake? I think it's fake because like it's never been like... Um, established to be real by like any like actual scientific body <laughs> okay that hasn't and stopped I anyone think, before and i think i have it because like um sometimes i have a stomach ache and then i've diagnosed myself with like literally all of these things i do have a fucked up stomach though so according to this very cursory article i read SIBO is different from ibs because ibs doesn't include the brain fog aspect Oh, then I have SIBO because I definitely have brain, brain fog. fog. But brain fog is, I just it feel like brain fog like, is the human condition. Like everyone has brain fog for I all sorts of reasons. I have fog. I'm telling you. Maybe I should try this SIBO diet. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it seems like, is it that different from, what are you, what are you eating regularly that you should avoid on the SIBO diet? Do you think? I feel like this is pretty much your diet. Are you? I don't eat that much. I really don't eat a lot of refined carbohydrates. You don't eat a lot of refined carbohydrates. I mean, last night I had pizza, but like for like what I buy, like at the grocery store, like yeah. I never buy refined carbohydrates. I always, and if I get anything, it's always whole grain. But you don't and do, I, oh, so switch, switch from whole grain to non-whole grain. You don't really do much dairy. I don't do any dairy. And um, I, well, like last night again. You're I not drink. drinking soda. No, I don't drink soda. Uh, are you having the right fruits? I do eat apples a lot. Mm. And are you doing, you're not, you don't really do much like tofu or tempeh. Every once in a while. Once in a... Not yeah, a this lot. Seems like, this I seems really like eat a... a lot of chicken. chicken. Chicken is my main thing. Chicken and salmon. 
Yeah. And, and red you... meat. Unfortunately, I've been eating more red meat. Eh, lately. It's fine. Um, but yeah. So maybe s- switch from whole grains to refined well, I grains. I don't eat any, like, it's not like I eat whole grains every day either. Uh, like I don't eat that. I really don't eat grains very much. Yeah. Unless I get like, you know, like I said, like we got a pizza last night. And do you, do you really feel like you have these symptoms most of the time? I definitely have like stomach issues. I always have. Okay. I wonder. But there are a million things that could be causing there's, it. Yeah. Like there's so many th- there's, and I've been diagnosed with IBS before. Oh, uh, well, I could have been misdiagnosed. I could have been misdiagnosed SIBO. Uh, well, the, I think the, the rational thing to do is just put yourself on an IV liquid diet for three weeks and see what happens. What could go wrong? Nothing. Um, you'll um, be, you'll be set for a uh, heroin chic fashion. <laughs> at least. Oh, I know. <laughs> Let's see. So yeah, that was, oh wait, did I have, I think I had a, oh, I had a couple crazy things from the gift guide too. Um, but not that many of them, honestly, comparatively from last year. Wait a second. Sorry. Mm. Cause if you go on like Healthline, there is like a different list of things you're supposed to like, this says you should eat gluten-free crackers. Interesting. Well, and yeah, this, like, this lady is the she's going against conventional wisdom for sure. And it's already against conventional wisdom, yeah. right? Well, because in in Goop world, SIBO is fact. Maybe in, it is. Maybe it is fact. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe SIBO is a real disease. I just never, you know, you never know. Yeah, I. I I mean, who knows? I'm sure it is. I'm sure at least the symptoms are whether SIBO itself is real. Like these are real symptoms. And I think, I think what we've learned from, if we've learned anything from this is that like everyone is different and like different things work for different people. And, um, and if it works for you, go for it. Sure. Uh, quickly, I'll just go over a few little crazy things from the gift guide. There is a Lichtenstein print that you can buy for a hundred thousand dollars. There is a sex, not even a sex swing. It's like a sex chaise lounge that you can buy from Kiki de Montparnasse for 28, five. There's a Hermes dog toy box for $1,200. And there's a vintage Ford Bronco for 250,000. You can drive through the streets of Brentwood looking like Brentwood's favorite son. <laughs> wow. It actually doesn't look like the OJ Bronco. It's much cooler. Um, I love the white Ford Bronco. Oh, for sure. I mean, talk about 90s nostalgia. Like, I mean, I'm surprised they, they haven't stopped making it. Did they, they stop? Did they start again? I feel like they started making Broncos again, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that was it. I think they were like, well, I can't yeah. make that one anymore. Get Elon, Elon should do a Tesla Bronco. Um, does Tesla, I think there are Tesla SUVs, right? Yes. I know someone who drives one. Well, I guess he's wouldn't catch done. me dead in a Tesla. I will never own a Tesla. I promise you that. 
I hate them. I don't understand people who are like, say they like hate Elon Musk, but like buy the Tesla anyway, because like it makes them like fit in with a certain class. of. That's the weirdest thing. It's all these like liberal. Like AOC drives a Tesla. She does. That's so weird. Cause it's like, if you don't think this guy can handle owing, owning Twitter, like why would you put your life in his hands driving a car that like traps you in and like spontaneously combusts? Like I, sorry, I'm going to trust old Henry Ford more than I do <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, it's not my thing, but you know, go for it. I'm and I love, like- I would love to own an electric car. I can't really afford one, but um, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't turn my nose up at an electric car. It's just, I wouldn't want a Tesla. I've driven a um, hybrid for like most of my adult life. And I think it's fine. I think I'm like morally in the clear. I think it's good for the environment, relatively good for the environment. Yeah. And I'm fine. I And it's like, I can afford it. So the end. I don't have a hybrid, but I do have just a Honda Civic with a small gas tank. And I don't drive that often. So I'm fine too. Yeah, you're fine too. Uh, Okie doke. What would you try? Um, wait, shit. I may have, oh, oops. I did. Did I accidentally leave that blank? I did, but I will tell you, I would try, I do kind of want to make that soup. Um, there was a non Caitlin food article that was like one bowl meals or something to feed your whole family. Yeah. It was like, they were all for, um, like pressure cookers or instant pots or slow cookers. Which, you know, we have like complicated feelings about that stuff sometimes when they, you know, when they go um, very like suburban in that way. Sure, sure. But I think uh, at least it's not air fryer recipes. I'll just like give them credit for that. Yeah. Give credit where credit is due. And they had that. um, There was like a soup that they had that looked really good. It was like a chicken soup with some like herby thing mixed into it. Yeah, that looked good. The thing I would try is also from that article, and it was the Cacio e Pepe risotto. See, that's the kind of thing that I would like not eat normally because I'm like insane, but maybe I should because I'm eating on the SIBO diet. Oh, sure. Yeah, this is, uh, well, you, yeah, you can do Parmesan, you can do white rice. So I think this would probably work. Yeah. Um, And I, I mean, I love my Instant Pot, but I usually, I'm just sort of very boring. I usually just like, like, rice or other grains or sometimes like beans and stuff, but I don't usually do full recipes in it unless like occasionally it'll, there'll be like a Melissa Clark recipe that does an Instapot or like Indian, sometimes like Indian recipes um, lend themselves well to the Instant Pot. But, uh, but yeah, this risotto, it was like, it's very um, precise. Cause I, I would just be risotto is like it's so easy to like overcook and like get super gummy and i would expect cooking something at the instant pot would make it that way but i would definitely try it and see if i followed all the directions to the tea um because there's i mean a a risotto is just a good risotto is so fucking good Mm -hmm. and you know cacio e pepe is like so sort of overplayed now as a flavor profile but it's still good when it's so good the cacio e pepe pizza at pizza Mm. is my favorite thing i've ever tasted i think it's like my favorite food in the world i still have never had it i've only been to pizza once a long time ago 
my God. Um, and I don't think I got that one. And they have been fucking building that Silver Lake one for a year now and it still isn't open. Well, I'm sure it'll get there eventually. Yeah. The Cacio Pepe is so good. Uh, um, now I'm hungry. Jesus, I need to have lunch. Yeah. All right. What would you buy? I would buy the the some Boston Birkenstocks. I almost bought Boston Birkenstocks like two years ago. They're on the goop. The like, goop had a little like Birkenstock little montage. I don't know, collage or yeah. something. They're I don't know why. And I bought like fake ones on Amazon because I just wanted something to like walk my dog. And I didn't want to like have to spend like whatever the Boston Birkenstocks cost. It was a huge mistake. They didn't fit. They like kept falling off. They gave me blisters. Like, I think you have to just kind of pony up and just like get the real thing with Birkenstocks. What is the difference between the Boston and the Arizona? Boston are the ones that are like kind of like a clog. They like cover your foot. They cover your like toes, but they're like mules sort of. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, those are cute. I think I still like the, um, the traditional sandal better though. Oh, I like them both for different things. The Boston ones I like for like when it's cold out. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and I have I already have Boston like reg or not. I have like regular Birkenstocks. Regular ones. I uh I had to throw away my Birkenstocks because I was I went cheap and I got the fake leather ones, mm. and they just it started like coming apart. It was like the, whatever the plastic that it's coated in started like coming off. They were just so ugly. And, uh, I still have, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to get new Birkenstocks within the next month or two. I just need to, it's just a budget issue. I, I need to finish paying off my last goop, uh, shipment before I, before I make another indulgent purchase. Yeah, it's definitely not a high priority thing for me because I just have like toms that I wear to like go mm. walk the dog and they're totally fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't want to wear like open toe sandals when it's cold out. No, totally. Um, okay, here's a couple things I would buy for myself from the gift guide. These on cloud sneakers. They look great. They're $139, which are a lot for sneakers, but like not. That's like not I, a lot. Yeah, I, I I definitely like when I buy like my tennis shoes, I spend that much. Yeah. And I guess I should I should feel comfortable spending the same amount for sneakers. You should feel more. I mean, I don't know. I guess you need like special like shoes for tennis or whatever, but Yeah. I always feel like you should spend more money on clothes that you wear out in like the real world than clothes you wear to exercise. Like I like I guess you're different cuz you're like playing with people or whatever but like I don't wear expensive shoes to the gym like I never buy I like all of my workout clothes are from clothes are from like either Fabletics or Amazon like I never spend money on that stuff oh yeah I mean mostly I spend more money on those tennis shoes because they're good tennis shoes and like it's really makes a difference like sliding around the court Mm -hmm. but also I do like the fashion like the I like I like my like Nike tennis shirts I do. I, I do enjoy the fashion aspects of tennis when, and in, in my life, in daily life, I have almost zero interest in fashion. So it's one aspect where I can, cause it's so easy. You're like, Oh, I watch, I see him on TV wearing this shirt. I can also buy this shirt. It's very like fashion for dummies. Mm. So I do like it, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, 
there's also this, this is actually pretty useful. It's a national park Atlas. It's like this leather bound book, um, for $48 and it has maps of all the national parks. And when you're in a national park, like it's really hard to get service. So it's actually the one time that you would need a map. Um, so I thought that that was actually like, if you're gonna, if you travel, if you like, you know, the wilderness and traveling, or you have someone in your life that likes to do that, this would be a a really lovely gift. Mm. And then I hope my, um, three-year-old niece isn't listening, but I've (laughs) figured out what I'm going to get her for her birthday, which is coming up is this, it's called a dim sum Play-Doh set. Oh my God. Cute. It's so cute. So there's like, you can make little dumplings, um, with the Play-Doh and then there's like little molds and stuff. So they look like the different dim sum and there's like little bamboo steamers and, um, it's just really cute <laughs> and little tongs. Well, you have, it's on one of the, it's on the kids gift guide, but you mm. don't actually buy it from goop. It's, um, it's this company called commies, commie kids, commie okay. kids, and it's mm-hmm. 36 bucks. It's like, it's a great little gift for a three-year-old. Cute. Yeah. Perfect. Looks good enough to eat, but please don't. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that okay. is it. Um, well, I guess we did it. Yeah. Let us know. Everyone keep their eye out for other Gunter adjacent photos so we can compare hands. Um, let us know what things off the gift guide you're excited to buy. And if any of our listeners has or thinks they have SIBO, let us know what foods have helped with your symptoms. Yeah, please let us know. Um, and with that, we bid you adieu. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.